Welcome to Right Stuff Radio, where we showcase Christian authors worldwide. Each week, join me for a new author and a great new book to add to your library. Welcome to The Right Stuff. I'm the Queen, Parker J. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, we're going to be talking to my guest host and contributor today, LaToya Garrett. She is the author of the story, Blooming Big, and this book one of the series, Blooming Series. I got to tell you the story of how I found her in just a few moments. We have been showcasing Christian authors worldwide for the past nine years, and as God gives us grace, we'll continue to do so. To find out how you can help out, simply go to patreon.com slash write stuff and see what you can do. And as always, we covet your prayers. To stay up to date with every episode we have on PJC Media, simply go to pjcmedia.net, click on that pink subscribe button, and you'll never, ever have to miss a show. And so, without further ado, I'm going to introduce my guest co-host today, LaToya Garrett. LaToya, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am fine, and thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here with me today. As you know, I don't take it lightly. I always enjoy having my guests on here, but particularly for you, you were very helpful for me, even when you didn't know who I was. I can't wait to tell listeners about it. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a author freelance editor, blogger, and I also just started my own indie publishing company called Confident Queen Publishing. Other than that, I, of course, I'm a believer. My faith is very important to me. I am a lover of the Marvel movies, Marvel TV shows, and I'm absolutely a walking dead fanatic. I'm I'm a daughter. Not yet a mother or a wife, but that's coming soon, hopefully. That's who I am. I love the fact that you said I am a believer, and that's a major part of my life. I definitely feel you on that. And that actually shows in your book that even your characters reflect your belief system here. And they reflect it so well. They believe that God is going to do a new thing. They believe that he's going to bring about something wonderful. And I love how you have that impacted in this story. Now, for our listeners out there, I have to tell you how I connected with LaToya before LaToya even knew I existed on the planet. I was browsing through Amazon one day, and because I have a wide range of interests, Amazon's algorithms start to throw different things at me. And I saw this little book, and I'm going to say little because it's not, you know, the big, huge thing that's out there, but it's a little book, and it shows just a beautiful lady dancing next to a sunflower. And so it intrigued me and I clicked on it. And as soon as I clicked on it, a Bible verse was in the beginning. And it said this, for I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. 
this is from Isaiah 43:19, the NLT, which is the uh, New Living Translation. And when I saw this, Latoya had no idea that at the moment I needed to hear these words, that her book would be the bridge to give me those words. And as soon as I saw that, I picked up her book, I started reading it, and then I reached out to her and I asked her to gracefully come onto my show. And I just finished reading her book this morning. Let me tell you, it is a wonderful short novella. Go ahead and pick up your copy of Blooming Big, which is book one of the Blooming series. And it's available on Amazon.com exclusively. Latoya, when you heard me say that, I would just love to get your thoughts about that. What does that mean for you as a writer, as a believer? What does that mean for you? The idea that God gave me, the situation that I was in myself, because I always tried to write from my experiences or the people around me. So that means a lot because my pain or my hardship helps someone else. That makes me happy to see that because I always ask God to use me to help someone. So that's a blessing for me. And it was definitely a blessing for me when I read that. And so I never take things like that lightly. I could just simply chalk it up to, oh, it's just a coincidence that this happened. But I, my God doesn't work in coincidences. It's a conspiracy. It is a design element. He is moving things to work it out for our good. So when we need to hear a word from him, he gives us the word that we need to hear. And that is part of what is going on in this book, Blooming Big. But before I do that, I always want to know about your writing journey. What does your writing journey look like? When did you know this is what I'm going to do? Well, really, I didn't for so many years since I think senior in high school, that was like 2003, I always said I was going to write a book. And it took all the way up to 2018 before that actually manifested. I went so many years thinking that I couldn't write. It's, I had years of writer's block. So, and I believe that stemmed from doubt, me feeling like I couldn't do it when I knew I could have. But it was just so many things that affected my desire to actually sit down and write a book. And once I did start writing books, it took a while for me to get comfortable to do it. So it's been rife with a lot of anxiety and self-doubt. But once I realized it's, I'm not doing this to gain popularity or anything of that nature, what I want to do is I want to promote God's kingdom to people through various relatable situations. So that's what I, that's how it looks to me. It hasn't been what you call quote unquote perfect or pretty, but it's been a journey, and I actually love that I had hard start at first because it really taught me to really appreciate that God gave me because it's not about what other people are going to say about it per se because I know when we write books, it can be kind of difficult to hear the feedback if it's not the type of feedback that we want, but I can't focus on that. All I can focus on is writing what God tells me to write and the right people would get it and they'll get the right message. When I pick up this book and what you're trying to do, the first words I saw was after the initial intro, I saw the word, the name PJ. And some people call it PJ, Latoya. So how you like that? So everything was meant to just lead us to this moment here. And so that's a lot that has to do with this book is how God orchestrates things. 
I like how you say, you know, your your journey to writing was filled with a lot of doubt. And doubt will stop us from writing because we think our words don't matter. And they do. You have no idea how saying good morning, you look great today can actually change the trajectory of someone's day. You don't know how asking, hey, are you doing okay, can stop someone from doing something horrible. Asking questions, saying hello, really simple things that we don't do now can actually change. So if they can matter in those small ways, our words, what about when we write in our fiction? Let's go ahead and dig down into this story. And without giving away too many spoilers, what is this book about? Blue and Big is about a young lady named Sherry Lynn Maddox. She lives in a southern town, Copeland, Mississippi. She's been living a life of stagnation. Basically, she, her life has revolved around her work, church home. She does have a best friend named Mel. But basically, her life has been monotonous. But at this point, she's gotten to the point where she wants something new. And she needs something to help her break free. She just needs that moment. And she doesn't realize that it's a guy in town, Owen Davis. He's not the typical safe black man that you would think he is. He looks different. He's bearded. He's padded. He rides a motorcycle. But he sees Sherilyn. He sees what she doesn't see about herself. And God told him before, months before, that that's his wife. So he said, you know what, I see something in her and I want to be that person to bring it out of her. So once they get together, it sparks a death and love that manifested into something amazing where it all blooms big for actually both of them. What I like too is the multi-layers of the story. And for those of you listening, it's a short story. You can read it very quick. I read it like an hour and a half because you're so effective with your words, Latoya that the story just unfolds so rapidly and so quickly as you read it. But one of the layers of the story is even though Owen knew that this woman was meant to be his, he did not let the waiting for that stop him from preparing for her. And he did that in a lot of different ways. And I think that's significant because when we talk about love and romance, so many people are disillusioned. They want it right away. But there is a reason why he had to wait for this woman. And I don't think it'll be a story to tell us why he had to wait for her. Go ahead and tell us why and why that waiting is important. Well, he had to wait because Sherry Lynn wasn't of the frame of mind. She wasn't at that point where she needed to be for him to pursue her. She had to come to this aha moment. Like, I have to do something different with my life because if not, I feel like I'm going to die in this same cycle. But once she got the frame of mind to say, you know what, I need something new. I need something big. I'm going to step out on faith, really going to live my life. That's when God was like, you know what, Owen, go ahead, do your thing. She's ready. And that's the thing. Sometimes when we're waiting on the Lord to bless us in a particular aspect of our life, waiting is the hard part. And for Owen, he was eager because he knew this was the woman God had for him. But he had to wait because she wasn't ready for that. And let me tell you, she doesn't have the most exciting life, LaToya. And LaToya made her 
a janitor, and I couldn't think of anything less I want to be. I don't even like cleaning my own house, okay? So much less cleaning up behind other people. But in that, she was still diligent in ethic, and I thought that was really important. Just because you may have a not-so-glamorous job, the Lord still wants us to give him our best. And that's something my mother told me growing up. She said, no matter what you do, do it unto the Lord. Give him your very best. And that becomes another, it's not a big part of the story, but it comes through later on in the story about her work ethic, even though she was, quote unquote, I'm saying that quotation, just a janitor, because being a janitor does not mean that you're on a low totem pole of society or something like that. You just do unremarkable work because you clean up after other people. Let's talk about Sherry for a minute. Sherry has a family life that is not the happiest. Let's talk about Aunt Bessie. I will say Aunt Bessie is someone who is, I want to say it like, you know, like I'm being mean, but basically she is a mean person. She led situation where she had unrequited love from a man, turned her into this vile, nasty type of person. And instead of her looking inwardly and looked toward her faith, she took it out on the people that she was supposed to love the most. So, yeah, she's the type of person, you know, misery loves company. And she made sure she dragged Sherry Lynn down with her to that same spot. Latoya is being very conservative about how mean this woman is. The woman is mean. She jumps off the page as mean. She is belittling, she bickers, and she's narcissistic, always about her. And she takes that out on Sherry Lynn. But God did something to Sherry Lynn, and he gave her to him when she's dealing with difficult people. And I think that's almost a sign in the book about how do you deal with difficult people. And one thing that Sherry Lynn didn't do is that she did not dishonor her elders. Why do you think that's important to mention in this conversation as we talk about dealing with difficult people, especially those who are in a position of responsibility over us? Basically, that came from my own teaching. You know, be respectful if they're older, even if they, you know, kind of poke at you to, you know, try to get that reaction out of you. Sometimes it's best not to even give that reaction. You always stay diligent in being the best that you can be. So sometimes it's best not to even say anything because you don't have to stoop to their level. And I think that's what Sherry Lynn is basically looking at it because when she looks to her faith, she understands the concept of turning the other cheek. But she did it to a certain level where she just accepted anything. Even I was taught you can defend yourself, but you don't have to be disrespectful or stoop to the level to do it. So that's the one thing about Sherry Lynn that she had to learn as well um, with her Aunt Bessie. You know, when she got to that frame of mind that something has to change, I can't take this anymore. The way she went about it, it wasn't disrespectful, but it was firm. And that's what I think a lot of people need to see at this day and time. You don't have to act out of care, but it is time to stand up and be strong and take care of yourself in the process. You don't have to lose yourself in the process because a lot of people act out of emotion and we know emotions are temporary. 
you could look at that person and see like something else is going on with them. I don't have to change who I am or act out of character just to get my point across. So basically, I just feel like you can be, we can disagree, but be respectful. But at the the same time, you will not put your hands on me. You will not tear me down because I'm going to speak back the positive things that I know about myself. That's another thing I want you to talk to our listeners about is speaking about the positive things. Someone told me when we do negative self-talk, actually doing DIY bullying. And so go ahead and encourage those listeners who may deal with negative self-talk. This is something I've spoken about on the show with myself because I've always had low self-esteem growing up. So I want you to speak to that to them too. Go ahead and encourage them out there. I will say this, that when I was five years old, someone told me that I was ugly. It was a grown man that told me this. I didn't realize that happened until maybe two years ago after his death. I realized that, you know, when I was younger, it was a memory that came back when I was younger. He told me that I was not pretty. That dogged me for 30 some years. I didn't know why I felt that way. If anything disappointed me or I felt rejected or something didn't come through the way I thought, it always revolved around I wasn't pretty enough. And that is an enemy of, well, that's a weapon of the enemy. The enemy wants us to think that we are not worthy. We're not beautiful. We're not enough. But God has already told us that. He said we are beautifully and fearfully, wonderfully made. We are made in his image, and God doesn't make any mess. I mean, because God is the ultimate supreme being. His attributes, his love, his grace, his mercy, all of that is beautiful. And we are a part of him. If he made us in his image, I don't think he will make anything that will contradict his attributes. And that's why I feel like at this day and time, we can't listen to what society says is beautiful, what society says is enough or appropriate, because God already laid out how appropriate, beautiful, enough that we are in him. And that's what we need to start believing, start speaking against those things that contradict what he's already told us. Because it's already factual, we just need to believe it. I love the fact that you said that, and I know that is going to resonate with someone listening to the words coming out of your mouth. Now, before we get to the end of our show, there are a few more things I want to talk about with Blooming Big. And again, that's available on Amazon.com exclusively. So make sure you go ahead and pick up your copy of Blooming Big today, which is book one of the Blooming series. Now, LaToya, there are some fun side characters in here. One of them happens to be the preacher. His name is Pastor Talek. Let's talk about Pastor Talik or Talek for a moment. If you were to describe him, what would he look like to us? He's a tall drink of chocolate milk. He doesn't look what you would think how when we grew up, how pastors look. He is a pastor that pride in how he looks but he's not overly into his looks. Like, he just got it. That's just the way it is. 
He's just well put together. People go on my Instagram, Arthur Latoya Garrett, they will see where I posted a picture of what I think he would look like. But he's a nice looking black man. I like it because I know a friend of mine, he is very fastidious about his appearance. So he puts on lotion. He'll go ahead, make sure his nails are clean and stuff. He just really cares about his appearance. So I totally get what you mean, you know. And then we have another character in here. His name is Otis. Tell us about Otis. Otis is Owen's cousin. And they look almost identical. Although they're cousins, they look a lot alike. Otis has dreads where Owen has the low-cut haircut but they have the beard, same coloring, the vanilla slash caramel coloring. He's fun, a comedian, which is different. I've never wrote anything comedy, so he's just going to be a different person. I like the fact that you're using Christian comedian as his occupation. I've heard a few Christian comedians, and some of them are hysterical. Some of them we give him the church clap. <laughs> so I totally get it. So he's a cool, cool character too. And I know that our listeners are going to enjoy getting to know everyone in this series. Now, I got to go back real quickly to Sherry Lynn's best friend, Mel. Now, I do know Mel has a story. Isn't that correct? Yes. Her and Talik have a story together that is called Loving Big. And that came out in, and that's also available. Oh, right. I can't wait to get that copy of Loving Big, too. I can't wait to get that. But you know what? We are at the end of our show today, LaToya. It has been absolutely marvelous talking to you today. In the few moments that we have left, go ahead and tell us where can we find you online? On Twitter as author LaToya G, on Instagram and Facebook under the same tag, author LaToya Garrett, or you can just put my my name, Latoya Garrett, it'll pop up. In the few moments that we have left, what I want you to do is encourage our aspiring authors out there whom God has given the gift to write to pick up the pen and do so. Ladies, gentlemen, I know that you have this great desire to write. Just do it. Don't worry about how other authors look, what it should look like. No, God has given you your own specific platform. To, to write what you want to write. He wouldn't give you the desire without help get it down on paper to get it into the publishing world, to get it to the readers. So please do not let anything stop you. Always make sure that you write your outline down. Always make sure that you put your thoughts on paper, no matter where you are, keep a notebook on you. Because sometimes you may be in a grocery store and dialogue may come to you or an idea of a scene. Always do that. Never let anything put that pen to paper because it's surely going to bless someone. Latoya, what a better way to end our show today. And I want to thank you so much for coming on. And I cannot wait to have you back and have you back real soon. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a, a blessing. Well, I thank you. This is my very first interview. Oh, well, hopefully it'll be the first of many more. Your thoughts to God be. <laughs> and we were talking today to Latoya Garrett. She is the author of the book Blooming Big, which is book one of the Blooming series. It's available on Amazon.com exclusively. One thing I have to tell you is that you never know how your words will impact others. 
when she wrote this book, she had no idea that I existed and that I need to hear her words at that moment, at that time. What about you? Are you sitting on words that the Lord has told you to write and you aren't writing them? What story is inside of you that you are letting doubts hamper and suppress? Don't let the devil win. Go ahead, pick up the pen and write stuff. Thank you so much for joining me for this edition of The Right Stuff. I'm the Queen Parker J, and you have a wonderful, absolutely glorious, blessed day. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.